This episode was made possible by our friend and supporter, The Scribble Den. Looking to improve your band's sound? How about a podcast? No problem, give The Scribble Den in Omaha, Nebraska your business and hear your sound soar high above the rest. Welcome everybody to a very special edition of the Weekly Geekly. This is uh, our first ever horror guest that we've ever had. And who better to help me kind of lead the conversation than my best pal, Benito Garcia, the genius behind Wetworks Special Effects. Uh, he's going to be starring in a new movie up and coming. Not going to talk about it. I'll let you, you, I'll let you reveal it. Okay. I'll okay. let you reveal it later. I don't, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. Right, but right. he's got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I thought, who better to kind of dig into this slasher killer movie than Benito with me? But uh, the man of the hour... You guys know him from the movie Terrifier and the soon-to-be Terrifier to the one, the only, Art the Clown himself. David Howard Thornton is in the house, guys. Hey, everybody. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> and we're super happy to have you, man. You said yes to this, and I was like, I get to talk to a killer clown? Oh, this, yeah. is, this is like a wet dream for me, man, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Just mop up after. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of looking into like just who who you are and what you do, and I was very uh, very very surprised to find you kind of grew up doing children's theater. Yeah, of all things, <laughs> like what yeah, a I, what I, a I still change that kind of stuff too. <laughs> yeah, would you say that that yeah, brought I, a lot of skills into art? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I really did. That's where I like really honed my skills for like physical comedy because kids are more into like. Uh, physical humor than uh, verbal humor. Yeah. So I, I really, you know, cut my teeth doing all that then. I think uh, th just the physicality, you can tell that you've had experience, at least in that world. It, it translates mm -hmm. really well in a character that doesn't speak. I think one of the first things Benito said was like, kind of have to like, you're almost forced now to think like of Nick Cage and Willy's Wonderland right. and how effective it is. You guys are in the same yeah. boat. You both are in movies where you don't say a word and both movies kick ass. Yeah. Yeah. Which you don't see a lot of anymore. You know, everything's really, uh, oh. even in the silent slashers, like like Jason and, and Michael, there's so much behind the surface you don't see. Yeah. But it's so rare. I guess. I think in those yeah. films also, you don't get, it doesn't translate to how much that character is enjoying what they're doing. It's almost like That's Michael true. Michael and Jason are just mindlessly. Mindless zombies. Kind of. Yeah, right? yeah. They, they don't, they're, you know, yeah. They're not getting, you don't see the joy in their, in their face after they've killed someone. And you totally see it in Art's face. You can, you can totally oh, tell you're enjoying what you're doing. <laughs> Which is something I think... It, it, it's, yeah, that's, it's, it's all pure enjoyment for Art. And exactly. That's why he does it. He's not doing it out of revenge or anything. He's just like, that's just fun for him. <laughs> Which is so much fun for me. Like, we all go to these movies to see people die. Let's not shy away from it. You know, like, that's the fun part. You want to see how it's done. You want to see practical, not a lot of CGI, which you guys really deliver on that end. Um, and it's just so much more fun knowing that the killer enjoys it. It's not like some like revenge plot <laughs> or like like in Scream. Like I love Scream, but the whole time you're like, oh, he's he's not getting laid. I would be mad too. But art's just evil. Art's like a ten out of ten on the evil scale. Knows oh, yeah. he's evil, is fully aware of that evil, and I think that just magnifies it so much. 
Yeah, I, it's like he totally embraces what he is and acknowledges what he is, and he he revels in. It. That's what I love about him. He's like, he, like I said, he doesn't do this out of you know uh, out of malice or anything like that. It's just pure enjoyment for him, and I think that's what makes him scarier. So it's like, yeah, I, I kind of like that that side of him. It's completely uh, deranged in a in a way. Yes, <laughs> the, the feeling you put <laughs> in the little- eyes. The, the eyes are so important to me when he's glaring yeah. that first scene where she's coming out of the bathroom in terrifier and he's just standing there. And then he does the whole, like, ah, you know, that whole, I can't even mimic <laughs> it. You do such a, like a whip of the neck and everything. It's so scary, but like the eyes, it's all that emotion where, you know, he's like just beyond reason. And I think that's what makes yeah. it scary for me is yeah, he's quiet. You're not going to hear anything. That's one thing, but Mm-hmm. the emotion that you're able to put into it, like you were saying with enjoyment, but not just enjoyment. Like you can tell when art's pissed off, right. you can tell, damn it, I'm out of bullets. Yeah. Like you can see the emotion, uh, which I think yeah. was fun to see you kind of play with the prosthetic and, and what you could do with it. That's what I enjoyed about it. Cause that, that was one of my main concerns was like how, how animated can I be? be with the makeup that I was wearing. And so like when they did the makeup test for me, I actually went to the bathroom for about 20, 30 minutes and just sat there making faces and just seeing how well everything could read. Uh-huh. Did they like want to make sure did they like uh, yeah. think you were being all method at first? Like, Oh, don't, don't bother him. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what they, they might have been thinking. I was taking a big dump. I don't know. <laughs> uh, David, you're like running late, man. You got to come. You're like, give me a moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like, I'm tests? doing my thing. Well, do your thing and be sure to spray afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> how many makeup, uh, how many changes were there to the, to the makeup? Did it happen pretty quick or were there some changes that you, that you requested? No, that was that was pretty much it. It's yeah. like it, oddly enough, I'm um they did an actual sculpt of my face, and Damien did it, and he put it on me. And you actually see that one sculpt. It's it's in the scene where um the cops get me, and it looks like I have a bigger cheekbones mm. for one. That's at one time in the movie where I had like slightly bigger cheekbones, and Damien just did not like that sculpt, and so we just kept on using the the original sculpt they did of uh, Mike Gianelli, who was original art. So I'm actually wearing his original mask, oh, but wow. you know it's just from the sculpt, you know, because they have to make a new mask for me every single time I, I do it. So sure. it's just, it, it's so, just so they just have yeah. to meticulously glue it to my face so it actually conforms <laughs> to my face because it's supposed to conform to Mike's face. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how hard is that? Does that make it? a harder process does it take longer because of that or have you kind of gotten might to the take point a little bit longer okay. yeah I, I, that's that's more of a question for damien because he can actually compare between the two you know but i mean it's it's it still takes about three hours to do you know just, if, if i don't have any like blood and battle damage then like when i had the blood and battle damage on my face that takes even longer because we usually have to like sync it up to oh, yeah. previous scenes for you know con uh um content but um, um uh, continuity continuity yeah which is a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every little blood splatter and every little uh, spray yeah. blood, you got to – It up. is such a pain. We, <laughs> we always joke about that on set too. I'm, all, I'm doing like the comic book guys. Like, yeah, you, you know, in scene um, 503 <laughs> in Terrifier, uh, his blood splatter was a little bit off and I <laughs> totally did not buy the rest of the movie for the believability uh, movie ever. Oh absolutely <laughs> horrible yeah absolutely <laughs> we were done a movie where the girl had a black eye from day one of shooting 
you know, 20 days later at the end of shooting, and we had to match that black eye every single time. Oh, God, all oh, the different... Because, you know, bruises are not easy to do no, because no. there's so many different colors in bruises. So yeah. you're having to match, match the exact hues and the certain... Because you, you got a little yellow here, a little purple here, a little black yeah. here. and I feel your oh, pain. Oh, God. Oh, that's a pain. That's got to be such a pain. I'm just glad to be the canvas and not being the person <laughs> responsible for right. doing all that. You're the life say, under the canvas. You do whatever. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Now, I was uh, surprised, but after the... I, so I, I got a cameo from him, because I was like, ooh, aren't the clowns doing cameos? Okay. <laughs> so very, yeah. very thankful for that, by the way. You did a little promo for my horror show. Um, You're but, welcome. But I was very intrigued mm, when yes. I heard that you sounded a lot like the Joker. So I did some research... <laughs> Some geekly deep diving, if you will. And we found out behind the scenes that yeah. David Howard Thornton has played the Joker before on stage. Yep. I, well, yeah, I did it on stage for a, a monologue competition. I thought that was great. Wow. I, that was the first one I saw on YouTube. And yeah. I almost like I almost wet myself once. I was like, that was really good. The, <laughs> the physicality, like he did the killing jokes, the whole uh you're one day away from being just like me speech, that whole monologue. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I've never heard someone so close to Mark Hamill. But like it, you weren't in my eyes, you weren't doing a Mark Hamill impression. You were you were right. taking bits of Mark Hamill and applying it to yourself. Exactly. That's exactly what I did. Because, you know, I, I, I don't want to totally just do a Mark Hamill Joker. I, I want to take, you know, hints of him because I think his version is the best version that's out there, bar none. You're never going to beat Mark Hamill's Joker. I just that's that's like Mel Blanc's uh, you know, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> it, anybody else that does Bugs Bunny sounds kind of like him, but there's something special about Mel Blanc's Bugs Bunny. It's just like, yeah, that is Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Okay, so with that being said, if you had to pick a live-action Joker, who would it be? Oh, uh, um, I would say Romero. Okay, not a bad one. I, I would say he was the closest to the, the comic book, especially at that time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. 100%. Yeah. Because that's back in the uh, kapow days, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Then we got the you know, the where's the trigger days. And that's just completely oh, yeah. different. And then you get your Lego Batman. It's just, there's so many different, you know. Oh, yeah. So many different so Jokers many, so and Batman. different versions. And then, but yeah, I, I think, oh. you know, Romero's was the best live action version. Hell yeah. I love that you stick to the old school. Yeah. When I heard yeah. the promo. As, oh, especially when you see how much he changed as, you know, because like when you see him in interviews, he's a totally different person. Sounds completely different. He mm. did a whole different voice and everything for the character. And that's, that's he just totally threw himself into it. And it was, it was great. Oh yeah. And it adds to the character even more for sure. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I, I, when I, when I heard you were a Joker guy, I, I, I giddied up and I was like, Ooh, I'm a Joker guy too. We're going <laughs> to yes. be friends. <laughs> and then more body, oh, bodily fluids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so picky about my Jokers. Cause that, that's the one thing that drives me crazy especially with the recent live action versions of him. I'm mm -hmm. like, it's like Hollywood tries to do something new and creative with him. Let's go a different route with him. Like, no, just stick to what was written. That's yeah. what the fans want to see. They want to see the comic book brought to life. Yeah. Right. They, that's exactly right. Nobody wants a new interpretation of something that works. 
Yeah, yeah I agree. And that's yeah, honestly something that's got 80 years of history behind him. Oh, completely. And now you can take that same ideal and apply it to art, though. Because look, I mean, the last famous yeah. clown killer we had for what the last 30 or so years is Pennywise. Now, now think about Pennywise right. and how he looks. They're completely different. Mm-hmm. One talks, one doesn't talk. One uses a gun and weapons, one doesn't. It feels like like Damien and you have done so much to differentiate the character uh, and make it like singularly identifiable, identifiable on its own, which I really tip the hat off, my, my tiny hat off to, because that's got to be hard. <laughs> you know, like you're going into an industry that doesn't yeah. have a lot of killer clowns. And at a time, you when when what when All Hallows Eve came out, like what twenty sixteen, right? Um, All Hallows Eve, I think, came out twenty fourteen or thirteen. That was right when the clown yeah. pandemic happened. The clown <laughs> terror happened when everyone was dressing up as oh, clowns. Man. It was kind of in that era. So yeah, to come out in that era when he's the only well known clown, I think that was a ballsy move, to be honest. But it paid off, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was like, well, Damien, like uh, with with uh, art, he intentionally made him to be the polar opposite of Pennywise. He, he's like, okay, who 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 is the most popular one? And, he, and he's like, okay, it's Pennywise. So I, I don't want to be mimicking him at all. Let's make him the polar opposite. You know, art doesn't have hair. Art's completely silent. Art yeah. is black and white. Art uses props, and, you know, weapons and stuff like that. When Pennywise doesn't, so he he did everything to make him the complete opposite of. Yeah, it completely shows. And I, I just really appreciate that because it, it could have gone so different, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if you if you hadn't have taken those different approaches. And you, you could have been very close to everyone being like, oh, that's just more violent Pennywise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's good that those things were done for Art the Clown. Uh, but man, dude, watching that first movie, like, <laughs> I, so I have to preface this by saying slashers are my favorite genre. They're yes. like they're what got me into horror. They're they're why I keep watching horror. If anyone badmouth slashers, I'm like, let's go outside. <laughs> like I hate you. Like, you know, like I just there's so much fun. Um, yes. So as a slasher fan, I immediately enjoyed the movie just for what it was. But dude, those effects and the fact that you were all practical with that, like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. There was a couple scenes yeah. that I and I never do this, and I cringed. You know, when you're like, ooh, like some people do in American History X when the guy gets curb stomped, where you're like, ooh, (laughs) I had like two or three of those moments in that movie. And I was like, okay, now they're making a second one. What the (laughs) fuck? Like, it's going to be even more intense. Like, so I I don't even have to ask. I already know you guys are going to up the ante from that first. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, you have to. (laughs) There's no way that you're just going like, we might saw someone horizontally (laughs) i'm gonna cut his head off and not bash it in you know i mean like so i'm really excited to see where you guys take that because do that first one it's ridiculous this is one of those things that we decide to just swing for the fences because we're just like because we're just like well shit did we um set the bar too high for ourselves with the hacksaw scene we're just like uh jesus well you know well, might as well just throw everything we have into it in part two and see, you know, yeah. like, why not? You know, that's like, that's the thing. So what, that's, that was our whole attitude towards everything we're doing. Well, well, why not? Why not try this? And so we would like, I would say like our, our kills and this are pretty gnarly. <laughs> we don't <laughs> hold back. We definitely don't hold back. Uh, oh boy. And like one of them, actually, I, it's, it's weird because I, I think, uh, the pandemic kind of even helped this kill hmm. because we had first started filming the first phases of the kill right before we had to go in lockdown. 
And I think what we had originally planned for this kill would have been totally satisfactory. But Damien is like, well, now I got all this extra time on my hands to actually <laughs> sit back and construct more prosthetics for this and flush this out even further. So why not? And so that's what he did. So we, we ended up going back and filming it in uh, December. And we basically scrapped the whole beginning part of that kill, everything we had filmed. We're like, yeah, that's, that's great. But I, this is going to totally just revolutionize what we had originally planned. And it, oh, it no. took us a full <laughs> week to film this kill scene because wow. there were so many elements to it. It just it keeps going. And it's just like this poor victim. You're like, good God, it's like <laughs> I think people are going to think this is torture porn just because of this one kill because it's just it's mean. It's just such a mean, violent, gory kill. I mean, Bailey and even like when he was first editing it, probably like sends me a text like, "Dude, I'm actually getting nauseous right now editing." <laughs> wow, this thing. that's awesome. See, honestly, when people call something torture porn, I see that as like they deserved a badge of honor, like Hostel or <laughs> or Saw or any of those movies. I feel like torture porn as yeah. a as a descriptor is a, a word for the squeamish that don't appreciate it as right. much. But they're like, that's yeah. it's like a derogatory term, like that's torture porn, like you're getting off on it. It's like, no, there's an art behind this. And they made yeah. me think it was literally. real. <laughs> like literally, they made me think this was real for like 30 seconds. And I yeah. came out of my life. Like that takes such skill. Well, um, and it's it's it shows if somebody puts the tag of torture porn on something, it means yeah. it affected them in a way oh, yeah. that they had that they couldn't deal with, and they had to put yeah they had to put a it, label it gets on it. A real feels, visceral reaction out yeah. of people that way, and that feels good. That feels good. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and it, it just it also shows you know how believable the prosthetic work was as well. If it gets people, if it affects people, that yeah. Uh, God, how dude. much Ugh. how much time does he spend online? Like I would spend. On some of the most underground, horrific websites of mm. actual murders and kills <laughs> and things like that, how much time does he spend on that, or does that just come from his deranged mind? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I, I think it also comes just from his past. He's like he's a huge horror fan, so yeah. I mean, he's he's been watching horror films since he was like three or four years old. Oh wow! So he he's got like a, a database in his head of like so many. Like Damien is not it's not just uh, like horror; he's just a cinephile. Yeah. He, you can like the best way to bond with Damien is to sit down and talk movies with him. He loves, and that's what we do in the makeup chair all the time. We're yeah. always talking movies and all that kind of stuff. We're debating things. We're like, I mean, we recently just had this big, huge debate on like Facebook, which were the two of us about Justice League, the Schneider cut. Because we actually had opposing views on it, and yeah. I think people thought we were like mad at each other. <laughs> oh, no, this is what we do all the time on set. This is what you hear in the makeup chair every single day. <laughs> you know, there's someone like hearing about this happening, and like, oh my god, are they not going to make Terrifier three now? Like, oh god, <laughs> no, dude. People just love bonding over movies. No, That's yeah, awesome yeah, for sure. I love that. I love that you guys can have that kind of connection as creators because it really I helps. Know. It helps you maintain the level of work you know like you're yeah. saying you took all this time to reshoot something to make it better if you guys didn't have that kind of a connection together you might not have been a, it might not have been so easy you know or so yeah. or come so straightforward which is nice yeah. so yeah i think there would probably have been some actors out there like oh screw that we already started filming it yep. i'm not gonna go back and refilm this stuff right now blah 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 yeah i was like no let's do this i mean i think this is gonna be even gnarlier kill this way i was like yeah let's do it 
Hell and like yeah. The, the, the actor involved with it was totally on board for it as well, despite what they had to go through. <laughs> so I, like, yeah, I, that tends to happen. Yeah. You want to get killed yeah. in the most worst, horrible way possible when you're dealing with, with actors. That's like, awesome. How, how are you going to kill me? Yeah, like, yeah. Here all the I want it to be grand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then when they're in the moment, I was like, oh, this is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Like, oh, oh no, right. no, no, no. No, it's this like is being work. covered in copious amounts of blood <laughs> and it's yeah. winter and you're freezing. And oh. you're like, oh, this, I can't wait to take a shower. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, <laughs> what were the conditions like on Terrifier? Was was it brutal? Were you... Yeah. It was brutal? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And both, both films we sh- shot during the winter months, and it's Ugh. cold here in New York City. Yeah. And just like... In like a lot of the locations, especially one of the locations we're doing uh, Terrifier 2, uh, we were filming in Philly, was in this basement of this building and it was freezing cold so there was no central heat down there so we had to carry heaters around with us i mean i know i was miserable with what i was wearing being covered in blood but my co-star uh uh, lauren laver who plays sienna in part two like her costume that she's wearing you've probably seen in the teaser trailer is like this valkyrie costume you know it's just very minimalistic and it's like oh my god she (laughs) i mean she would just be sitting there just shivering for like hours on end and I was like, yeah, it's, it's like, but she's tough. She's tough. Uh, I, I, I know I could be a whiny little bitch at times. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm sure it's like funny to orange. see you like complaining in your art outfit. He's like, I'm shot. cold. Yeah. And they're like, dude, you're a killer. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Funny. You actually have layers on. <laughs> she's like, I have a bikini on. <laughs> right. And I look like an asshole. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, Thank you for keeping me grounded. <laughs> That's a good segue, actually, hmm. because we were talking about locations. Yeah. So on that first one, the basement uh, with all the pipes and the plumbing and the, the long hallways and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. your Who's your location scout? Like how that those were amazing and lit. They were lit beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the, our talent of our team. There, it's just like I mean, some of those like uh, that. All that was real locations. None of that was set dressing. Like that bathroom you saw was just that disgusting. Oh, uh, and all that room with all the tires, that was there in this place we are at, with, that we were at in Trenton. That was this building was disgusting. It had no central heat, no running water, right. nothing like that. And it, it was just, I think it was being used as a chop shop or something like oh, that. Wow. I don't know. It was just, it was a very, it was like, like when I, when I'm down on the floor, when I come up wearing the, the, uh, the skin suit. I came up from that floor and everything that had touched the floor was completely black. Gross. Whatever oh. was on that floor. It was, I was like, if, if I'm immune to COVID, it's because of that building. <laughs> yeah. There's your so COVID that, shot the right there. That we were like filming part two in as well. Is But, but those tunnels you're talking about, that was actually, um, that was a different location. That was out in, at Staten Island at uh, Seaview Mental Hospital. Oh, and wow. those are the tunnels that they brought TB patients down after they had died to go burn the bodies. Yeah, right. That's you. brutal. How yeah, many? so those were spooky as any. Wait, no, there's a How... scene where you see an oven. Is that the oven? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the oven they put people in? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude. As as I know. Because oh, wow. I, I, we were in that room, and I'm like, who am I breathing in right now? <laughs> yeah, that's really brutal. Wow. How yeah, many? I even think I I saw a bone, like some kind of bone, and I don't <laughs> oh, know if no. it was a human bone or an animal bone, but I saw a bone in a corner just covered in ashes. Oh, and I'm like, mm. oh it's human bone. Turn the, the furnace bone. off too early, you know? How many yeah. scenes were written or rewritten based on really cool locations? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, that's that We just found the locations off of um, the, the – uh, well, 
yeah, they just synced up right. Um, yeah. Now, I will say there were some stuff that was done in part two, and and the 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 big location where the like the the big finale of the film takes place because we just we just had to see what we're going to deal with in this location. So, it, so a lot of that depended on you know Damon went he had stuff written down, but then when we actually got the location, he toured the place and got a lot of ideas. He went back and rewrote everything to match the location. So that's I awesome. think that even better. Yeah. That's good. When huh. you're not stuck yeah. on something like yeah. it's gotta be this way. It's, right. It's cool when you can deal yeah. with, with your surroundings and make it even better. It makes it so oh, much yeah. more believable too. Like you said, none of that was set dressing. You could, you could feel that it was a real place. Like I didn't watch the movie yeah. and go, Oh my God, you can tell it's like a, fake oh, set like looks, that's the worst yeah, you know so gross. unless it's like a slasher movie from the 80s Mm-mm. it don't work and i'm a huge 70s 80s slasher guy like that's my jam and yeah. uh, i heard you describe this character and kind of the movie in general as a love letter to 70s and 80s slashers oh definitely and i went definitely. six to midnight immediately i was so excited about that statement i was like wow okay he's into slashers now I feel even more stoked about the next movie because I know that you're going to keep transferring yeah. that that creepiness over. It's going to be so much fun. Oh yeah, there, there we do so many homages in both films to like previous horror films. Mm-hmm. That's just, I, I, it's just we're, there's so many little tips in my tiny hat to different you know, actors <laughs> and other horror films. I, I, I think it's it's kind of fun it's, and. Damien does that on purpose. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, so many things in the first film, starting from the, the opening credits with, you know, art getting ready. That was a total homage to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. With Freddie and his workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We got some really fun good. questions. We oh yeah. Some fun questions are going to come up based on some of the older slasher. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Are, yeah. We'll get to those in a sec. That's yeah. awesome. Well, unless you want to ask one now. Why not? Well, yeah. We can sprinkle them in. Yeah. Let's go for one right now. Yeah, let's sure. see. Okay. So, the one was, okay, if Art had a choice of who he would like to have a crossover fight with, would it be Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers, or Ash, Ash. Williams? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Ash would be fun. Because I, 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 I think, you know, the other three, it would be more like, okay, we're going to buddy up during this. <laughs> yeah. We're going to okay, right. be like, okay, we're both... Especially if like Freddie and Art, it'd be more like, I like your style. Yeah, I, I can see them yeah, becoming yeah. friends right. instantly. Like I can kind yeah. of, I can kind of tell that you like me. Like, and maybe I'm stretching here, but maybe there was some inspiration mm-hmm. behind Freddie for Art. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like oh, in definitely. his mannerisms and <laughs> how he like it, the, almost the the German expressionism that that uh, is used in Kruger. You can kind of tell was an influence on Art. So yeah, yeah. I feel like that would I, just I be. I even say like art is basically the bastard child of Freddy Krueger and Harpo Marx. Oh my god! Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. so perfect. That's good. So Ash, that would be really fun though. That would be interesting oh, to yeah. see how Ash like approaches art, because I mean, as confirmed in the first movie, he's he's not mortal anymore. Uh, right. And I say anymore because I have a small little theory about art. Uh, that you know, I don't know if I want to tell you because I could be so right <laughs> that we have to cancel the interview. Yeah, no, right right. Yeah. <laughs> so I at least have this running theory. It's not fully complete yet. You know, we still obviously the second movie is going to probably shed some more light. I my, my working thing right now uh, is that Art was human in the first movie because people are like mm-hmm. he's immortal. I'm like okay, okay, okay. He came back. I think he was human in the first movie up until the point where he killed the girls 
then kill himself because this is Halloween, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that he unknowingly performs some sort of ritual on Halloween by sacrificing these three girls or two girls and then killing himself. I think that's why he came back and something happened like in hell or like there's some kind of hoodoo going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, like related something to Halloween. <laughs> yeah, related to Halloween. And it got me thinking, and I'm sure this is the biggest stretch, <laughs> but maybe he's Sam Hahn or Sam Hain, like the the spirit of death of the harvest season. Mm-hmm. Mm. Could be. Mm. Who knows? But I do know he's you can't kill him so easily because <laughs> I'm I was man, I'm one of those nerds, David. I pick things apart. I'm such a big nerd. So of course when the trailer <laughs> dropped. I'm sitting here looking through every little clip of the trailer. <laughs> and I noticed there's a specific scene where Art is like pissed and walking forward with a bullet coming out of his eye and through the back of his head. So I was like, holy shit. Keeps adding on to my theory. <laughs> I, I really want to know if I'm right or wrong. Like, who knows? Maybe he's a demon. I don't know. But I think some kind of hoodoo's going on, voodoo. Maybe they'll love your theory so much they'll just rewrite the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Just, right, right. Just, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> the exclusive. Who knows? I, I, I can't... I, my lips are sealed. Oh, I, I know, know. NDAs and all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love all these these fan theories. They're so much fun to read, and I I, I, I think that's what's fun about leaving so much of that a mystery. Yeah. I, I, it's just like sometimes when you find out the truth behind something, it just like it's, it's no longer nearly as interesting. Yeah, you're, you're like, right. oh well, that's what it is. You're it's like right. you, you look at Freddie. Like we didn't know who Freddie's true background until like five films in. Yeah. Which, yeah, you didn't need to. I mean, you knew he was a killer, yeah. you know, and, and some people argue, like you're saying, that once you learn it, it's kind of, well, that takes all the mystique out of it. Yeah, you know, like, you're right. like I want to learn more about Joker. art, but yeah, same with Joker. Exactly. He doesn't have one story. He has 17 that constantly get confused in his head because that's just more fun yep. to him. And I love that. Yeah. So it, it's if you're fun. If going to have a past, might as well make it multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Killing joke. I love it. Perfect. That leads into our next question. Yes. That's All a right. perfect segue. Are you ready for the next one? <laughs> segue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if Art could team up with a clown character, a killing clown, would it be Captain Spaulding, Pennywise, the crew, the killer clowns from outer space, or the Joker? Hmm. I, I think it would be either uh, Spalding or Joker because, you know, they, they're more, like, on his level. Yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. And, uh, like, in terms of sadisticness, but also, like, um, he they are actual clowns. Yeah. Right. That way, too. So it's like, you know, the killer clowns are an alien race. And Pennywise yeah, is actually, you know. True. Not actually just takes the form of a clown. So right. I think there would be that kind of mutual respect there too. So Oh totally. They're um, putting on their makeup together in the mirror right. and like and art mm-hmm. sitting there putting his stuff on. Spalding is too, you know. I <laughs> could see their bo- makeup. Yeah, they're bit. booping each other's noses. <laughs> I could see it the bonding situation yeah. there. That'd be and great. I've literally done that with Sid Haig too. We, oh no we, way. We're at a convention together getting our makeup done at the same time in the same room for our, our photo ops. What a great so memory. Was, yeah. Rest in peace, Sid Haig. It was amazing. That was an amazing experience. It was one I will never forget. I did. I mean, it was cool in the moment, but like, you know, knowing just a few months later he would pass away. I was like, wow. It was, it was kind of like a passing of a torch in some ways. Cause like 
on his way out the room, he turns to me and goes, see, and the big top kid. Oh, oh my god! I got. I just got chills. Down me too. Legs. That's so cool, dude. Wow, that's awesome. That's an amazing story. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah rest in peace, Sid Haig. Right. Uh, a, a true yeah. horror icon that is never ever gonna be forgotten. So, yeah. no legacy. No, sure. I'm like yeah. he, he. Like what he did was Spalding. You know, especially in that first film. He he yep. he was not really in the film that much at all. He was yeah. basically at the beginning and just a little bit near the end. But that's what everybody remembered. Yeah, right? he tied it all together. It's yeah. like Boba Fett. Like a oh, really short, exactly. short part, yeah. but still, you know, so memorable. Yeah. But Boba Fett sold out action figures, right. you know, in the yeah. billions, you know, and like, yeah, it's the same with Spaulding. He was the mascot of the movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're right. Which was perfect. It just uh, that would yeah, be fun. There were so many crazy characters in that movie for him for him to stand out in such a way just is a testament to his performance. Oh, exactly. And I I man, I I get goosebumps again just thinking of how cool it would would have been to see if eventually like you could get into a, a Firefly movie with Spaulding. Like how awesome that would be. Like art art oh would God. just be this like uh, silent, you know, obviously crazy demented guy that's with them, but I feel like he would just really fit in, you know, like yeah. I mean, think you know how they accepted Tiny and how they accept all these different yeah. kinds of guys. Like they would love art. They <laughs> they would let him loose on people. I think like it would be so much fun. Oh yeah, that's a good oh, yeah, answer. I totally agree. See, we totally loaded that question. We knew that you loved Joker, but you surprised yeah. us with Spalding because I was also like, yeah. imagine how Joker would use art. I don't uh-huh. even think he would use art. They'd just be like roommates. <laughs> like he would just hang I, out I with art on the Joker- weekends. I, I think Joker even like, well, this guy's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> He's like sawing people in half and Joker's like, what? <laughs> like, even I'm not like, that bad. Dude, you're taking it a little bit too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so great. House meeting. Yeah, house meeting. We're, uh, we're yeah, going to need like, to talk. <laughs> we have got to talk. Yeah. It's like, what you did to Harley the other day was <laughs> unacceptable. <laughs> even in my book. <laughs> you don't... Hang her upside down like that. Now I have to find another one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so you know great. How hard it is to find a psychiatrist these days, Nate. I can easily go crack like that and look good in a leotard. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask then. Uh, you're obviously a huge Batman fan. What's your favorite uh, book that Joker is the main villain of? Is it I Killing mean, Joke? That used to be. Yeah, that used to be, but I mean, like it—it's a very it's that and uh, death of the family. Oh, that story arc. Those two are neck and neck with each other. The second because one, I, right? They, yeah, yeah, the one where he has already taken off his face, yes. and back on, and it's rotting and everything like. But that's when he that that one. Re- those two really delve deep into his psyche. I yeah, think. and you especially death of the family, you really start to understand who he is as a character, what his motivations are and why, what his relationship is with Batman. Yeah. Why he is so obsessed with Batman. It's that, that they have this wonderful, that, that really, that, uh, this wonderful um, moment in the book that really helped me understand the character in a lot of ways where Bruce is talking about how he's noticed Joker's eyes change when they're around Batman. Because people dilate a certain way. He said, the only time they ever do that is around me. And the only time people dilate that way are when someone 
is in love with somebody. Yeah. Mm. Like obsessed. And it's not like he's romantically in love with that. It's infatuation. Just, yeah. It's just this obsession he has with him. He's just like, and he, that's why he kidnaps every single member of the bat family. He's just like, right. He, he feels that he, that um, his family has made him weak, that he, they have, taken away what made Batman Batman. He, he can't stand it. He's, he wants Batman to be Batman. He needs that rivalry. He needs, because they are the, the different sides of the same coin. Right. And, and I love that, that, that duality between the two characters that they really build upon in that, that book. And it's a great story, too. It's just a fantastic story. Oh, and I the artwork is so creepy. Life. I remember that birdcage oh, scene God. with Robin and all the dead insects, and I'm just like, God, I'm scarred. Yeah. Like, it was so oh, brutal. It's also the one where it that's where Harley finally says, screw you. Oh, I'm yeah. Leaving you. Cause this because this was right before he, the uh, Suicide Squad New 52. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause then yes. he, he comes back in, in the funeral with the acid rain and tries to, and kidnaps her. But I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. she finally says, buzz off. And that was a huge yeah. moment in, in comics history. And it's because he had you know, locked her up in this room with all these skeletons of all these other past Harley Quinns. And he's like, what? You thought you were the only one? Yeah. No, you were only a means to the end. I never loved you. I only used you because I needed you for certain plans. You were nothing to me. You were just a means to the end. And I was like, I love that. Yeah. That's when she's like, wow. It's like the rational part of her brain finally takes over. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Quinzel part of her brain. She's like, wow, this guy is really abusive. This is an abusive relationship, and I need out of this. Did you ever check out the White Knight series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I fell in love with the idea of Joker having the dual personality disorder and 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 Jack coming back and trying to help and, and this whole mm-hmm. struggle and then Harley finding out she's pregnant with Joker's babies like it's yeah. a huge storyline if you guys haven't checked oh, that, out White that, Knight that moment with her and Black Canary is just great yes it's so rich and and the character depth in those books Sean Gordon Murphy really knocks it out of the park mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I think Batman's at his best when he's when he's against Joker the one thing that I guess when we're talking about art in, in in terms of how, you know, we're talking about Joker, I wish art had a more defined enemy. I wish there was a final girl that steps up and Hey, may, you know, I'm sure we, I know we can't talk about it, but maybe yeah. in, in F- terrifier two, this is my prediction. I think that we're going to see a final girl that's going to fight back a little more. And uh, cause that's the, that's the thing that the first movie did. It, it paid homage to the tropes, you know, it, yeah. it it showed respect to what came before it, but then it also subverted those those slasher what people would call rules, in not necessarily mm-hmm. a negative way, but in a very surprising way. Yeah. We even talked about yeah. who we thought the final girl was going to be. Yeah, and, and then she gets seven shots to the dome piece, and I'm like, <laughs> nope, never mind. <laughs> Guess you're not the. Fi-. And then even the final girl, one could argue she's not even really a final girl because, yeah, she survives, but she's forever. Uh, for lack of a better word, like stained by art's evil. Yeah. Well, Terrifier is basically um, a version of Killing Joke. It's yeah. It's all about that one bad day story. Mm-hmm. Oh, completely. Like, that was the whole point of it. Yeah, because all, that's all it took for her. One bad day to reduce the same person to lunacy. As yeah. you see what happens to her at, at, you know, when she attacks the TV host. 
which I never saw coming. When you pulled that full circle at the end of the movie, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so now I'm thinking, I think that the scene in Terrifier, the opening scene when he's getting ready, I think mm. that is from Terrifier 2. Oh, bum, bum, bum. I think that the whole montage of him getting ready and putting his makeup on, going out for the night, I don't think that's actually from the first movie. I think that's supposed to be set in the second movie. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. Find out. <laughs> Who knows? Well, he is watching the, the whole entire uh, uh, news story. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be after the morgue. Oh, we're putting it together, folks. We're going to crack this puzzle With, uh, tonight. No. <laughs> no. Fun observation there. <laughs> uh, I love, I love, like I said, I peel apart every detail in this kind of stuff. And I've been doing it since, like, I think my first slasher movie was uh, Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And that that really, man, that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Because you didn't see anything. They didn't show much. Right. It's not Almost like Terrifier. Yeah, you don't see shit. But it's what you don't see. Your mind puts it there. And... You know, I remember being a kid and being like, I saw her get hooked, but you never do. So then right. to, to to come to a movie nowadays like Terrifier where it's like, oh, no, you you see it all. <laughs> and like even in that hack yeah. scene, you saw just enough to make it look real. Yeah. And I rewatched it today and I'm sitting here laughing and, and I'm sitting here going, why am I laughing? And I rewind and I watch it again. And I'm like, I'm laughing because at the part where you're cutting through her in the very beginning – because when you un- when you unveil her, she's like shaking because she's probably so cold and panicked, you know. And you're like, oh, poor. <laughs> you, you see her legs shake, and you're like, oh, that's that sucks. But then you start cutting into yeah. her, and her legs are still shaking. And all mm-hmm. I keep thinking is, I wonder if there's two people down there just shaking both sides of it <laughs> while he's sawing it, or like how they how they got it to appear like she's still shaking, like. I love picking apart that kind of stuff. So this movie was exactly what they did. I love it. (laughs) I love it. I love her shaking it. (laughs) She's tearing away through them. Oh no, you're glitching. I'm sewing away in the light. No. How is that possible? That's not possible. I pay my internet. Spectrum. I'm going to. I, I don't know. So I'm looking at my, my little thing to see what my internet speed is right now on my phone, so I can. So it, it was so two people, crazy. though. I was right. Two people shaking a, a doll around while you're sawing it. That's perfect. <laughs> the ghost of show, it's man. So you watch silly. enough of it, and you, you start realizing, like, oh wait, that's how they did this. Like, you can kind of pick apart a little bit, you know. Like, it's tough being a makeup artist and watching yeah. the movie. Yeah, I'm it's sure. Tough. And then thinking how you would approach that too, and be or get inspired by it. Yeah, or inspired. Yeah. You're 100 right. I'm sure you get so much inspiration from stuff like that. Right. Benito put out his own oh, like definitely. reference definitely. book um, a while back through through your special effects company. Yeah. It's all reference material uh, for making different cuts and lesions and burns and decapitations and right. deglovings and Jesus, dude, it's such a I can't read it. Yeah, it's it's, tough. it's so realistic. It's so like I mean, some of that's real stuff. Yeah, for reference. you were talking about your guy getting a little sick from editing his his scenes when i put yeah. this book together it's actual real medical images and things like that and 
I had to save the last yeah. chapter, which was skin conditions. Ugh. And so it's like weeping pusses and like just gross yeah. weeping sores. And I can remember as I was editing the book and looking at these pictures, I kept thinking, mm. I swear I can smell this. Like, yeah. It's Ugh. so Ugh. unbelievably That's so bad. disgusting. That's how I felt when I watched Terrifier because of the building. Yeah. Like that's literally, that's how I felt. I felt I like I can too. smell grease. I can smell just like the decomp or something in there. Like, oh, it just felt so bad. It felt like I was getting contact hepatitis just by watching the movie. And I had to go like clean up afterward. And not even for like the normal, like, you know, like cannibal Holocaust kind of reasons, but like, God, it was just Just filthy. Yeah. What did you film it on? Was that on, was that on film? That's a good question. I was going to ask. Or was that digital? uh, It was digital. I I think we filmed on red. Okay. Um, But um, it looked like film. It's, it's the very grainy. It's got that grindhouse look. filter to it it's okay beautiful. i love yeah, it yeah it's immediately yeah. kind of captures that grindhouse yep. spirit 100%. which which we're yeah. both huge fans of so 100%. instantly fall uh, into my dvd category intentionally yeah i know like some, some of the reviews that were out there like oh the film quality is like not so great i'm like yeah that was on purpose yeah, yeah don't you get it <laughs> we did that for a reason <laughs> yeah it's like yeah it's an homage don't you know what homage is <laughs> i'm sure you've seen like death proof and uh mm-hmm. planet terror I love that oh, yeah. whole effect. Uh-huh. I think my favorite part about the entire movie, and it's not even like a part of the it's the fact that it, the real like cuts out yeah. halfway through the sex scene and like burns out yeah. and does all, I'm like, God, I want no. that in more movies. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> we were so close. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love so the old look. Boob. Man, that was side boob. Hell yeah. Rewind it. <laughs> <laughs> God, speaking of side years. boob though, that's a perfect segue to another scene I wanted to bring up. <laughs> oh. Uh the scene that you call your Buffalo Bob or Buffalo, Buffalo Bill. Bill scene. Ugh. That just seems so uncomfortable. <laughs> so like it seemed like it, it correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like he showed up that day and they were like, guess what you're doing today? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. was that as uncomfortable as it seemed? Yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. It was like literally two days before because that's not how it was written. Oh wow! Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It was um <laughs> like it, it was written where I was originally wearing the body pieces over my costume. Okay. And like two days before, Dame is like, Dave, I got a really uh, sick idea in my head. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're gonna like it though, but it's like, I, and Leo hit me with it. it's like, well, why don't we do that scene with you naked and all that on top of you? Yes. And I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who wants to see my naked ass on screen? I'm like, that's the... I was like, but I'm like, but that would be really freaky and sick and demented. Knowing This guy just took off his clothes and put someone else's body parts on him and just decided just to walk around like that. I'm like, that's (laughs) so demented. And I'm like, yeah, because I've never wanted to do nudity before because I'm like, I'm realistic with myself. I know I'm a human scarecrow. No one wants (laughs) to see me like that. No one. No one. But I'm like, you know, if Catherine, who played Dawn, if she can expose herself in the manner that she exposed herself for that, you know, that scene. Yeah. If she's going to do that, then I can do this. You yeah, know, it's, it's, it's admirable. It's going to be a much freakier if we do it this way. So, yeah, let's do it. 
Awesome. Well, I'm glad you did because it was so disturbing. Very Ed- it added. Oh, yeah. Very Ed Gein of you. Oh, very Ed Gein of you. Yeah. It's funny too because that's one of the few areas of this, the, the film where there's a little bit of CG because it – Really? The funny backstory because like the morning of – because I don't know if you noticed, but I'm I'm also not just wearing her, her scalp and her boobs. Oh, yeah. You're wearing her vagina. I'm wearing her vagina. Yeah. And most people don't notice that. And the morning of filming, Damien messages me and say, hey, Dave, um, bring cocksock with you. To, uh, <laughs> oh, no. We got a merkin for you. Yeah, I'm like, uh, a cocksock? You mean like a condom? He's like, no, you know, just a, a sock you're going to wear over your junk so people don't see it. And right, like, like you're just supposed to minute. have one of those wait lying minute, around. Wait yeah, like I just had one. Just <laughs> wait a minute. He said... Wait a minute. He says bring a cock sock, but then he also says you're gonna wear it on your junk. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, you're wearing it on your the junk. The cock sock is for yeah. your junk. It's implied. It's for your rooster to set and put it on the rooster. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god, that's awesome. And so I, I show up and I come out and I have this bright white tube sock underneath that the vagina that I was wearing. And you see it because, well, thank you, Dad, and genetics. <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, oh, no, you should have brought a black one. I'm like, you're racist. <laughs> you're racist. <laughs> he's like, no, no, everybody's going to see that white. It's going to show up so <laughs> much. Oh, I'm no. like, oh, shoot, I didn't think of that. I'm sorry. Why, why so does my cock have to be so big? Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Damn my big I cock. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm just like, this is how I built. I'm sorry. I'm a tripod. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, that, I, that was also Samantha Scafidi's first night really working with me on set. So that was her real introduction to me. It's like, <laughs> hi, I'm David. And this is my boobs, my boobs <laughs> and my cock sock. Hey, hey, I'm David. Here's my... Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and I, I did not know how she was going to react, and she oh, just starts busting out laughing. She's like, God. "That is fucking awesome!" And I'm like, "Oh, we're going to have fun. We're going to have right. fun working." That together. immediately you broke the tension awesome. for you. You're like, "Okay, we're, oh, we're going to have yeah. a good time." That's great. Oh, and we were just making so many jokes about it. I, she was filming me doing all this, all this shtick. I was like, yes, I, I went to school, got a degree in education. Here I am wearing clown makeup and boobs. <laughs> oh, awesome. my God. I'm so glad that was put in the movie. <laughs> so um, I'm not even going to think it's the hacksaw kill. But what's your favorite? Because I'm sure that's what everyone wants it to be. Sure. But what's mm. the favorite kill that art had in terrifier for you. I, I would say it's the decapitation of the exterminator where I, I cut off the head and oh, and then you bark and it. kick it. Yeah. I, that was just so much fun to do. <laughs> I thought it was a really cool kill. Looking like turning him into a human Pez dispenser and then ripping it. It was just so much fun. Plus it's also an Easter egg too, because the actor hmm. that plays him, Mike Levy, he was um, also his, his film company, Fussel Lens Film, who I'm actually doing a film with right now called Stream. Huh. He's the director for that. But um, they are the guys that started the whole scary clown craze with guys dressing up like a clown standing in public. He huh. was the Staten Island clown. What? Wow, so you killed cool. the Staten Island clown? Yeah. He was doing this before Wrinkles the Clown was doing it. That's so crazy. So it was just like, like a year before. Wow. And, so that's it's a fun little Easter egg in the film. So yeah, he's pretty associated with that. Then not even just like oh same timeline, like officially associated with that movement. I guess. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. God, yeah, that, 
that was fun. That was just, and it's a cool kill. It's yeah. just a really good decapitation. Really believable. Yeah. Because it's not just one of those that's like yanks it back and pulls it right off. Awesome. Are we still there? Yeah, yeah, right, we're cool. still here. <laughs> it was a little glitchy. Today. Okay, I don't know what is going on with my internet. Stupid spectrum. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> it's the, the thrills of recording over Zoom. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't your typical decapitation. Like you had, Art had fun with it. You know, he stabs in the head, he kicks it around. Oh, yeah. Like that's what makes Art fun is that he's, he's fun oh, yeah. with his murders, but he's so, um, I, I don't want to say impish. I want to say like uh, just animated and carefree childlike childlike yeah. yeah like in the pizzeria scene yeah. like you give her the ring and then you just skip away and i laugh so hard because i'm like <laughs> dude he's gonna kill them and he's so happy like <laughs> oh i would hope moving forward art always keeps that yeah i want him to keep the, the carefree get, yeah. yeah i don't want him to get too serious because he's a clown you know like that was the big difference i think from uh from from all hollows eve to to terrifier was you brought a lot more of the uh, the clowning around aspect to art. You you brought a yeah. lot more of that like uh, theatricality to him, and which I think is appropriate for a clown. If you're gonna play a I clown, agree. you got to clown around, yeah, right? Agree. Totally right. You can't just be a guy in a clown suit. But I mean, that's not speaking bad of the first one at all. That that All Hallows Eve was powerful in its own way. Oh, definitely. You know, very powerful in its own way. And I imagine stepping into the clown shoes as oversized as they are, it was probably pretty intimidating. Oh, definitely, because I, you know, I'm such a fanboy myself, so I know how upset I get when other people do take over a role for someone and they're just not as good yeah. as the previous guy. And I was like, oh, God, all this is going to come back and bite me in the ass now, all my bitching and complaining in the past. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and that's what I was so afraid of. I was like, oh, my God, I hope I do the part justice because, you know, I thought Mike Gianelli, who was the original art, did a fantastic job with it. He set such a great foundation for mm. me. And there is a difference between our arts. I mean, I would say my art is more playful and his is a little bit more sinister and scary in some ways. Yeah, totally. Very different direction on both. But I mean, similar in the the way that like if I were to show someone these two movies and not tell them anything, I don't know if you'd be able to tell as much physically the difference. Mm -hmm. You you, you fit physically into it. you, You act physically into it. But then when you start watching them side by side, yeah, there's that clear cut difference. One is evil. One is evil, but having fun with it. I think that just plays more into the clown. I love it. I love that that's that's the direction of the movies and that no matter how gory it gets, no matter how serious it gets, no matter how cringy it feels, like you're still going to have fun at this movie. So that's why I'm so excited for the second one. Well, then that's that's exactly aesthetic to the character with him being more playful and you know more physical. I wanted to bring that to it because I I think that's what helps him stand out more too from you know all these other silent killers that are out there is is that physicality there that surrealistic type of way of of acting that he has about him. Mm. So he, I gotta he's ask, very animated. I gotta ask from because I've been hearing, I've been seeing, I watched a trailer, watched a teaser, I see all these interviews. Do you know when we're announcing the date? Is there any is there any kind of projection for that? Because I would assume it's probably going to be Halloween this yeah. year, just or around it. That, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the hope. It's okay. just like it all depends how quickly we can get everything edited and get a 
um, distribution behind it. So you know, that takes a few months to arrange all that kind of stuff. That usually oh, takes sure. like three or four months just to set all that kind of stuff up. So I am hoping, 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 hoping we can get that all out to everybody by Halloween because you know it takes place on Halloween, so it's perfect. Right, that'd be a great time to launch it. In but it just depends, you know, how the universe works for us. You know, it's like when you don't have the studio system behind you, you know, doing that, you, you, there's so much that we have to do ourselves. And Damien right now is in the process of editing the film. He's, I mean, I think he's almost done editing it, like at least the rough cut. Mm. I mean, he's just one person doing that all. And so it's, that's a lot for that's one person to do. It's like, yeah. And special effects, directing, all that. He's a man of many hats. Yeah, but I mean, it lot. shows. You can oh, tell he cares. <clears throat> One thing I thought was funny was so Terrifier came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Same movie or same year as Halloween 2018. They both had human head jack-o'-lanterns. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, this year Halloween Kills comes out October 5th. If Terrifier comes out this year, it's coming out, you know, the same month again. Sure. So I wonder if we're going to see any more like unknown similarities at the time. Like, I wonder if the movie gods have blessed us with another similarity. Like maybe we'll see a clown in Halloween kills and I'll be like, Oh, like it's enough. It's enough of a stretch. (laughs) (laughs) I would love something like that. You just never know. It's like, you know, it's like people have always, you know, asked me about that with, you know, the two jack-o'-lantern heads and, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, it's like, if they did copy from us, you know, because we were already sh- showing the film at, you know, film festival yeah. in 2016. Uh-huh. So who knows? Someone might have seen us and were like, oh, this is never going to go anywhere. But that's a cool idea for a kill. So yeah. I don't know. I Little don't know. did they know right. it would go somewhere. <laughs> I was on, yeah. I was on yeah. YouTube today watching trailers of all the upcoming horror movies that are coming out. Yeah. Like they're all so serious. Like, I know. And like heavy and dark. Like yeah. Spiral. Yeah. So yeah. this is going to be great. I think yeah, everybody yeah. wants... Yeah. Especially what we've been dealing with with the with the virus and the quarantine and everyone's yeah. a little depressed and bummed out anyway. We need some fun kills, some fun right. exciting oh, characters yeah. with some energy. It's been a while since it, we've had fun with the kills. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we're all about. We're all about having fun. It's like we just want to entertain people. We're not trying to be some heavy handed you know, morality sh- tale like so many uh horror films are trying to be this day and age. Mm-hmm. We we know what we are. We know we're just, you know, fluff. We're 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 there just to tell a fun story and have some really cool kills and just have fun while we're doing it. And that's what we're, we set out to do. And that's what I think we're going to succeed in doing with part two. Yeah, it's just like, I think, I think part two is a far more fun film than the first film. It's, it's a crazy, crazy film, but it's fun. There's a, I mean, there's so many scenes I, I am, I think of, and I'm like, Oh, I can't wait for them to see this scene and this scene and this scene. And Oh my God, that scene's so crazy. That's <laughs> so much fun. That's, that's hysterical here. And just, that's awesome. the whole entire film. And it's like, and I, I think Damien's saying it's going to at least be two hours long. Oh, wow. Oh, that's great. Cause there's just so much content that we filmed for this and we, we just don't want to leave it out. I was going to say, when you it's know, like, it could easily fun. be three. Like I'm sure yeah. he's got plenty of stuff up his up up his sleeve. Right. Like we need the uh, Leonie cut. Yeah, just <laughs> that shit. yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that Cinderella cut's always. It's, it's, I gotta put on. It's gotta be three hours long, black and white. Yeah, I don't care if it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> I if it's three. I mean, there there are things that we had originally set out we wanted to film in the movie, and we just had a cut because we didn't have time. Oh, I'm sure, or yeah. or it just didn't really. Fit fit into the, the the flow of the film that would have it was like oh that just disrupts the fl- the the flow at that one point in the film there's a right. whole entire fun scene i 
we wanted to do with a special guest that I can't reveal yet. And we ended up, well, no, we're not going to do that with that person there because that just totally detracts from where we're trying to go with the scene. But it's, it's something, oh, well, you know, if we don't have it in this film, we can always add it to the, you know, another film in the future. We have those ideas still there. I was about to say, us, how many so. times did you say, how many times was it that you said, uh, well, we'll just put that in the third one. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. We'll work our way well, up I, there. I, I know that there was a whole <laughs> entire bit that, you know, Damien wanted to put in Terrifier 2, but he's like, no, nah, that's going to be another, like, 20 minutes added to the film. Oh, so, wow. like, we'll just put that in Terrifier 3. <laughs> it's more something that explains art's origins and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, well, we'll, we'll drop some hints, but we don't want to just totally just do that now. We'll, it's better for part three to explain part of that stuff. Oh, so, that's cool. But, you know, so it, it will answer some questions, I think, to some things that happen in part two. So it's just like, so we're, we're, we're very, you know, even though we haven't written part three yet, we're, we already have ideas for, you know, things. So there are things that happen in part two that, totally link into what's gonna we hope to put into part three. Oh, that's cool i already know what i'm gonna do so when you come out with your third movie i'm gonna come out with my art the clown fan film <laughs> it's gonna be called it's gonna be called terrifier four in space <laughs> yeah <laughs> like jason art x meets space. machete <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> that's fantastic uh Funny. No, I, I, I would like something like that or like just set him on a cruise ship so we have an excuse to go to like, you know, on a cruise or something like that. The whole, do like the Adam Sandler thing is he like, just go to places you want to take a vacation at and we'll film right. there. What was that? What was that Tom Hanks movie where he was living in an airport? Oh, he yeah. was a he, oh, was, yeah. he was like a foreign guy. What if you did a movie like that where like art lives in the basement of an airport, but no one knows for like a month and then they keep coming to work and there's like a TSA agent like ripped in half <laughs> through the x-ray machine or like and people just keep coming to the airport like what the hell's going on like people Funny. disappearing from flights and then art turns out to be like the captain of one of the <laughs> one of the like Air one art. of the airplanes yeah and he's like he just takes it off and crashes just it or crashes something yeah just does something like that. <laughs> he's like honking his horn over the intercom the whole time like god <laughs> that's the thing with art though is like any of these ideas as ridiculous as they are they could work, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they would be ridiculous, but you save that for like Terrifier 7, you're safe. <laughs> That's oh, yeah. I, I've even had an idea. I don't know if Damon ever do this, but I think it would just be fun to do little vignettes of art and just different scenarios that we just couldn't put into a film. Oh, like, yeah. Art, art goes to this. Art goes to that. It's <laughs> oh, just like, like Mr. Beanish yeah. type of horror sketches. It's like art does this crazy thing oh, in this Lord. situation. Art goes like, to college. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Art goes to Toys R Us or something. Yeah. Just something very simple. It's just like that'd this be is so insane. fun. That's great. Well, that got, art, that got... art holds bingo for a retirement community. <laughs> oh my god, no! <laughs> I got a question then. So yeah. So then, what, how do you see the future? Then do you see more and more and more films, or do you see an end where everything gets buttoned up and it's and it's just done? No. Oh, that that's yeah, that's Damien's thing. He he at least has a trilogy in mind because he does and he doesn't want to go too crazy with things. Yeah, you know? he yeah. doesn't want to jump the shark and get yeah. off to for what it was actually supposed to be the whole entire time. He wants to stick true to the the basic concept of art mm -hmm. and all that. So, you know, I, I think he's like he he wants to do three films, and if he ever comes up with more ideas afterwards, he would totally do that too. But it would have to be you know. A good story to tell sure. would have to be true to the character but i'm like we we do kind of know how we want to end part three and so if 
if that is all it is going to be, then I think it would be a very satisfying end to him. But I think what the idea we have to could always lend itself to, you know, you know, bringing him back even to further films. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's a, it's a fun idea that he and I just came up with in the car one day, this what if scenario where like, why not? Haven't you ever seen this ever happen to the villains in a movie? Yeah. You know, I'm like, Oh, why don't we do that? <laughs> that's going to be our ending. And yeah. it's like, that's a, that would be such a fitting ending for this character. And I'm like, Oh my God. That Art be becomes so president. <laughs> now I can't, can't wait until the end. Yeah. Now I want to know. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. We got to wait six years now. Is <laughs> that, it's one of those things that I really look for. If, if we end up actually doing this, if he doesn't change his mind, it's something I really look forward to filming. Cause I think I would have a blast filming this part. Cause I think oh, awesome. it would just be, a nice little button you know for the character i was like oh my god (laughs) awesome hell yeah well it's awesome to know when you have a stopping point at like Mm -hmm. at the story because you're leaving it in that direction where yeah it's even if you don't continue it it's buttoned up it's tight but if you leave it open to a certain extent then who knows you know like yeah that's that's a smart position from like a uh, an an IP standpoint, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough. Because you know, art art is one of those characters where I can see that he there are infinite possibilities you could do with him in in situations, just like you can do with Freddy Krueger. Oh it's yeah, it's like it's like he's not like just relegated to just being at a camp all yeah. the time or just going after you know a strode the whole entire time. He's right. just like he he doesn't have necessarily a vendetta against one person or one location. It's just like, he just wants to have fun. And so there are infinite possibilities he could do with the character. Right. Like I said, the vignette idea, I think would just, you know, be one of those fun little things to do to show him in different situations, just wreaking havoc. And you know, like, like I, I just came up with that nursing home thing and I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, that would be such a, cause you've never seen a horror film in a nursing home. Oh right. my God, the things you could do. And the reactions like, would be great. I mean, just getting him to react to them and back and forth and, and what yeah. he could possibly and no do. And one's believing the, you know, the, the, the old people there because, Oh yeah, well, they've got dementia. He's <laughs> killing us. <laughs> yeah. Our, our final girl is, is 87 I years old. old. Yeah. He's going around and he took Ethel over there. <laughs> He rebroke my hip. <laughs> yeah, it's actually better now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Yeah. You won't stop wearing our guns. You know what you should do? You should talk to Damien, but man, how great would it be to have an Art the Clown TikTok account to oh. post those little videos? God, that's great. I think that would be like yeah. great promotion for, for upcoming movies because TikTok, you know those kids. Oh, you know yeah. those kids. Oh, yeah. True. They love them ticking and talking. So I think that'd be a fun <laughs> idea. It'd be a little outside promotion, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That'd be fun. Oh, who knows? Who knows? It's like it's all up to Damien. <laughs> yeah. Well, based on this, based on this interview, it's so rad to hear how much they love art. Yeah, like they love that character so mm-hmm. much. You guys just it comes through, you know. Yeah, oh, talking yeah. about it, the, like, oh yeah, just your voice, mm-hmm. your enthusiasm, your excitement about art and all. Oh, I have. It, he's just fun. He's a fun character. I'm like, this is like a, it's a dream come true being able to play a character like this. Is it's kind of a character that I've always wanted to play in a weird way because like I was obsessed with Mr. Bean as, growing up. Nice. And I, <laughs> and I had always wanted to play a Mr. Beanish character, right. one of those silent mischievous characters. I'm like, that's art. I can mm. see. He's just an yeah. evil version of him. I'm like, oh my god, this is. 
this is pure joy. And it's like one of those things where you can like Mr. Beams, all these different vignettes, all these different situations that he's in. Yeah. Like, I, I love that. And I like, that's kind of how art is with a lot of these kills. It's just like, Oh yeah. Especially in part two, it's like, he's not confined to one location. Like in the first film, basically. Oh, awesome. He's out and about in public. And it's just, it's kind of fun. It's just like, Oh my God, what's he going to go get into? Now I can't stop thinking about a Mr. Bean Art the Clown crossover. <laughs> it needs yeah. to happen. You know how great oh that would God. be? It's like he's chasing him through a mall or something. Changes the answer from Ash Williams <laughs> to Mr. Bean. Yeah. Changes from Ash yeah. Williams to Mr. Bean. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. He just kidnaps Teddy and Bean goes on a vendetta against him. Like, oh, my God. That'd be amazing. And Bean has to fight to get Teddy back. But, like, yeah. of course he can't actually fight, so he tricks Art the Clown and... <laughs> Man, yeah. we're making gold here, David. We we're making gold. Oh, my God. So I'm going to get Rowan Atkinson on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I lost his number. I don't have it anymore. But, oh, yeah, we don't talk. We had a falling out. Yeah, we had a falling out after our last project. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been fun. Uh, David, yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time, man. It, this is kind of a dream come true for a horror fan, for for both oh, of man, us, honestly. Problem. This is amazing. I can't wait to find out if we get Terrifier 2 this year. Cross your fingers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Put your tiny hats on, and uh, and hopefully we can get it out this year and we can see the That's magic that is Terrifier 2. Oh. Cause I can't wait for you guys to see this thing. Like, Cause I've, <laughs> I've already gotten to see some, so many of the uh, rough edits of scenes and it just, Oh my God. Oh, and that just makes me want to see it more. Like the it's, fact that yeah, you're excited, just, it's like that bouncing energy at a concert, you know? Yeah. It's, awesome. it's like Damien loves, like we, we've been filming in the, uh, with the, the, the fuzz and lens guys with stream and Damien is doing the prosthetics for this. So like when he's not doing makeup and stuff like that, he's when we've been, confined in a hotel he's been in his room all day editing so he'll come out with a scene and he he's <laughs> you know taking it around to like okay how, how does this look he yeah. wants everybody's opinions on it so he's just going around showing you know different members of the cast and he's he's getting everybody and just seeing everybody's reactions to some of the stuff that we filmed already especially because we've gotten in stream we're working with some big names in the horror industry that you know i grew up watching and yeah. seeing them react in like such a positive way to what damien and all of us have you know cooked up as is it's 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 very invigorating it's just like okay we, we, i mean we personally think we have something fun but just seeing this reaction from you know those in the industry getting right. just equally excited is just like that's validation we wait we we just can't wait to release it for everybody oh man and and then you know we'll be seeing that terrifier three coming up on the horizon so guys yeah. art the clown is not going anywhere stay tuned and stay terrified as yes. always, I've been Lucian, the weirdo with the beardo. With me, my co-captain on the highway of creepy. Benito Garcia. And with us, the one, the only, the man in your nightmares, Art the Clown himself, Mr. David Howard Thornton. <laughs> David, any thank last you. words for the for the viewers? Just thank you. Thank you for um, following us and supporting us. You've, you all have made this all possible for um uh, all this to happen so thank you this is this is going to be a film for you guys this is a a film for the fans by the fans love it love it indeed well thanks for listening to the weekly geekly sleep tight